There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hjärtligt välkomna till ännu ett avsnitt i den fantastiska poddserien Rock Bottom. Jag sitter här med Erika, alltid lika vacker. And I'm going to switch to English because we have a, a fantastic guest for this show. It's really, a truly a legend. Mm-hmm. Mr. Michael Schenker, welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> We're so honored to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. Do you remember the first time you went to Sweden? Yeah. In fact, we spent quite a lot of time here. Um, we actually, I think we even used to come here by boat. Right, back from, then? From Hastings. It was a forever. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is possible. Everything took forever yeah, back overnight, then. Overnight, <laughs> like overnight, you know. But it was with UFO that you were here the first yeah, time. Yeah, with UFO, we spent a lot of time in Sweden. And I remember, I actually remember the hotels and... Uh, And I, I, I have like bits and pieces that keep flashing in front of me. But most of them happening in hotels. Uh, more than the, if I would go deeper, I probably get a, get a, get a concert somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, mo- most fun things on on the road happened in hotels, didn't? <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. Let's. Um, Distinguish now the, the, the difference here between Michael Schenker Group, the Temple of Rock, and Michael Schenker Fest. Uh, there's a, a bit of confusion to what is what, okay. really. Michael Schenker Group was the second part of my of my life. It the black and white guitar marked the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was created straight after I was 23 years old. In '78, when I um, did the Strangers in the Night album and left UFO, uh, when I was 23, I was also, um, 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 you know, I, I had the privilege to experience success and fame in its highest, and uh, I was able to make a decision to. If I wanted to stay up there and do more of the same, or if I wanted to, you know, stop that. So basically, I said like, anything you want up there, no, 
I want peace and freedom and experiment with music. So that's when I created my Kashenga crew. But I wanted to, to, to go much lower than that because Peter Mensch, he called me and he sent me straight back to Aerosmith. You know, <laughs> so I did not actually, I mean, I, I, I actually helped the Scorpion with Love Tribe album and then that opened the doors for America for them. And then I wanted to just simply split and just have fun under the table somewhere where nobody sees me. What was and, that? Huh? How come? You yeah, because, because, because I had, you know, I knew what it was like up there. First of all, I started playing guitar. I never wanted to be famous. It all happened by itself. Mm -hmm. it, it, and the f ironic part is, Rudolf, who is seven years older than me, he wanted to be like Elvis Presley and, and like uh, the Rolling Stones. He was so desperate for it, but he didn't get it. <laughs> and so I just wanted to play guitar. And, uh, you know, so that was the first stage of my life. I, I made my musical contribution in the 70s um, that impacted, you know, other generations and, and influenced other players. But, but I just had fun playing music. There was no... When we had the first hit in 76, when I was 21 years old, I ran away because from that moment on, it wasn't fun anymore because people expected, people wanted you to blah, blah, blah. You know, Pete Wade uh, talked me back into it. I carried on for Obsession and Strangers in the Night. Then I uh, left you of all, um, helped the Scorpions because Matthias was only capable of doing half the album. And I actually ended up doing the rest of it, plus played through the whole album. And, and you also toured. The first uh, yeah. half of the Love Drive tour. my brother was on the telephone crying, ask, begging me, basically. And I felt really bad begging me to stay in the band, you know. And I said, okay, I'll try. I couldn't. I just couldn't. You know, I, I had my own vision. You, know, you have to understand, you know, I am here with you of all. Scorpions copied everything we did. Rudolf wanted to be successful. I didn't. I became successful. And now I, I was going to become, you know, somebody's slave to bring him back up there. I, I, I had something else in mind, you know. Asking me to help them out to finish the album is one thing, you know. And, uh, but then basically kind of um, they were struggling because right now at that point, All of America started to get excited. But I was only supposed to help out. They didn't want to let me go. And because of my brother was so desperate for it, I tried, but I couldn't do it. I, this is not my vision. I feel like I'm just doing something now for a bunch of other people who have just come from, and, and, and my vision is out the window. I can't do that. Everybody has to take care of their own destination of what they're trying to get you know i i'm not like a slave or, or, or like a, what do you call it like a you know a, a mediator or bringing people from that level to that level that was not my job my job was to carry on with my second part of my life which was to experiment with music you know and uh, peter mensch was standing on the other side he was the acdc manager at the time and sent me straight to New York to stand with Aerosmith. And so what am I doing there now? You know, <laughs> I just struggled my way out of the Scorpions. I actually fought myself out of the Scorpions. The album was not released yet. And uh, I was getting phone calls from um, 
because the scorpions were in, in, a, in a strange situation now, yeah? because of America was ready, but I was not there. And so my brother, Rudolf, he started to ask me if he can have coast to coast all for himself, because I wrote the melodies on top. And I said, well, okay, I mean, why, why does he want that? But yeah, I'll give it to you as a present. Mm -hmm. Then he said to me, he called me back again. This is they getting ready to, to release the album, right? They're asking me, then he's asking me um, if he can play my black and white guitar. Mm, it's a strange request, <laughs> but go ahead. You know, I'm I'm happy to be away from all of that. That's and like asking to borrow somebody's wife to borrow your singing to guitar. And then, and then he started to, you know, and then basically um, later in 2015, I also found out that the I, I had to contract with them for that album as a six members. There should have been a picture there, so not having a picture there is already breach of contract. But that um, they, I saw Holiday, the 45-second intro piece, which sets up the mood for the song, mm -hmm. got no credit. I wrote it and I played it. It was ignored. And so now you have this album that, and the bio for this album was upside down. They wrote it as if they were helping me. That's strange, yeah. <laughs> it is unbelievable. And coming from your brother as well. It, it must be... Yeah, and he's seven years older than me. And my first song that I ever wrote was In Search of Peace of Mind. I wrote it in my mother's kitchen all by myself. <laughs> they credited themselves. And I was seven years younger. So I've, I'm 15, they are 22. So you can see they already... And because I had nothing to do with that world, I was just playing guitar. I never noticed any of that. I wrote most of the Lonesome Crow album. They credited themselves, you know. So basically... Uh, the bio was written in such a way because what happened because they fired Matthias twice because of the touring situation they fired Matthias twice and they had to now justify to Matthias like Rudolf pretending but, but it's my little brother I cannot just kind of throw him out I, I had to do this I, you know and, and so bad really really bad and, and, uh, and so anyway here I was now sent, being sent back to Aerosmith and uh, completely crazy and so uh, Peter Mann, she had big business in mind. He wanted me to, to put, he wanted to put me together with, with Ainsley Dunbar and, and uh, Sammy Hager. That was Cliff Bernstein and, and Peter Mann. That was the first idea. And, and, and then the next one, of course, I had uh, uh, Danny Kamasi from Montrose and uh, Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big. You know, that was the next lineup. And then, you know, it's, I was still kind of in a weird shape because of the, all the confusion, you know, and so I... That, that split up, I freshened up, and then I started. Then Alex, uh, Getty Lee and uh, Getty Lee and uh, 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 Neil Part, they wanted to help me. For Rush, we, yeah? Yeah, we yeah. talked together a lot, and they liked my guitar playing, and they were really interested in doing that. And then... Um, uh, and then and then Steve Tyler got sick. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> Peter Mensch said, Michael, quickly, fly to Boston. Joel Kramer and Tommy Hamilton are free, you know. <laughs> so I fly over there and we start rehearsing, you know. And the, the other guitarist walks into the dressing room and looks, right? And so I guess he quickly, you know, ran back to the hospital of Stephen Tyler said, Stephen, Michael Schenker is stealing our rhythm section. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, of course, you got well and they carried on. <laughs> right. and so I ended up with a, 
with uh, um, um, you know with 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 with, with Simon Phillips mm-hmm. and Mo Foster who were doing Gary Barden, uh, Gary Barden and, and John Airy and and Simon Phillips and uh, Mo Foster were doing Jeff Beck at the uh, touring with Jeff Beck at the time. So anyway, so basically. You know, that he wanted me to do, make an album with, with Matt Langer. I said, no, I don't want to sound like ACDC. So mm-hmm. I, I got put right in, I, you know, but the, but the one thing that was done, I started my own band. Mm-hmm. That was the first step <clears throat> in the right direction, my Shanker group, and I was actually able to do things more my way. And, and you know, I was more, I had more freedom and so on. And I did not have to rush anywhere. <laughs> I just did what I did. The first album is fantastic. I mean, it's one of those really classic hard rock albums. Good riffs. And, and in many ways, you are the riff master. I mean, how, you came up with all really those UFO riffs. riffs. And, riff. I love it. You know, it's meat and potato riffs. Yeah. You know? And how do you come up with them? What, 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 sing, well, first of all, what is I a good riff? When I was 17 years old, not to copy anybody, and when I was 17, I stopped listening to music. And of course, you can't do it perfect. You have lovely music, you have elevator <laughs> music, you know. But oh, I so think, you're influenced by James Lost? Yeah, James <laughs> Lost. And so I, I kind of, I kind of uh, you know, understood and knew what calls me to be. And I was fascinated with the single string. I called it the art of lead guitar was pure self-expression. That's what I wanted to do because I understood that in each head there is a, a individual world, you know, that, that nobody knows what goes on. I don't know what goes in on your head, mm-hmm. your head, and your head, and all the other billions of people. So, but you can, you know, either recycle a trend or you come up with something that comes from, from this place, you know, which would be if you really honestly do it, a brand new color that had never been seen before by anybody because it was never exposed. So if you keep doing this over and over and over, you automatically design your own uh, style and you, you get your own style. And, and then by not listening to music in general, of course, I could not ignore Ingwe. You know, he was coming out of every corner. <laughs> and there's a joke about that, like... Uh, uh, BB King asking, "Is this the note you're looking for?" <laughs> <laughs> and Ingvi, of course, uh, held uh, Uli Roth in, in great respect. He was a big fan. Oh, he was of a friend of mine too. Yeah, he said it. He, he said, "Hi, Michael, I'm a fan of yours." Yeah, and so that's huge coming from him. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I mean, that was also a well-known fact. In fact, actually, somebody even said the way he got inspired to play that fast was because of Reasons Love. <laughs> Down, and then I played that very fast lead, mm-hmm. right? yeah. which was not uh, 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 on the scene at that point in time, you know. And so, you know, he just took it uh, about uh, you know 200 kilometers faster, <laughs> further, you know, and then and then he put it and then he kind of dressed it into classical scales and stuff like that. And but it it became very repeti- repetitive, you know. That's the only thing. And plus, because it's so fast, I mean, it was so sensational. It was ready, you know. It fitted in where people juggle and stuff like. That. It was sensational. It was like impossible to do something like that. And that's why it was very, very sensational, you know. And it was very different to what everybody else was doing. It was different than Eddie Van Halen. It was different than what I was doing. And you know, it it just kind of. But 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 it was like. You know, it, it, it became repetitive and you you don't have times to absorb anything because everything goes so fast, you know. That's the kind of a, the thing. But anyway, MSG was created for that. So you're confused. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so then, then it became the McGawley Schenker group because you changed the singer. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The Macaulay Schenker Club was an experiment because I wanted to have a partnership. Uh, where a singer and a guitarist share equally responsibility. That was mm -hmm. all, nothing else to it. And uh, of course, we had different people writing and it became a little bit different music. And of course, with this commercial voice and then my guitar kind of more or less stayed the same. I just kept playing. And, and then, then Templar Rock. And then, and then we, uh, uh, and then it was 92 and eventually I got my break. You know, <laughs> I, I, I put under the table <laughs> and there was nobody there stopping me from it, you know. And so I was completely out of the loop. Uh, I built a recording studio. Mm -hmm. um, I, I became rich because a limousine driver said to me, Michael, you are being ripped off left and right. And, and, and so basically I said to myself, you know what? I mean, I know that I've got, I got ripped off all, all the time. but You're not alone. But, but at, the, <laughs> at the same time, you know, I went like, you know what? Now a limo driver is telling me that I'm sick and tired of this because what am I doing with all these people if they keep ripping me off? Forget about them. I stay on my own. I do my own thing. So I started saying, you know what? Move to Arizona and record an acoustic instrumental album and uh, say thanks to your fans for all of their support over the years. I thought I can sell at least three albums a day to get a couple of sandwiches, roof over the head mm -hmm. and my basic needs met, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had no dreams about luxury, it didn't matter to me, you know, just my necessity and I don't have to talk to anybody about anything, <laughs> just be my own man and enjoy mm -hmm. life, you know, that was it, it was a very humble request. So I did this, somebody actually uh, 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 invested some money in order to make this album, a private person from Germany, actually was a jewel, jewel uh, dealer, mm -hmm. and uh, so when the record was done, I, you know, I, I got all the artwork and done and, and everything. And so I got into a Greyhound bus with my two cases and two guitars, public Greyhound bus, and traveled from radio station to radio station, unannounced, uh, no appointment, knocked on the door and said, 
I'm Michael Schenker, I have a new record, would you like to interview? And so 80% of all of the uh, places actually did an interview. We oh, talked about 10,000 miles. Wow, okay? that's cool. I went from Arizona to Los Angeles, down San Diego, up to San, uh, 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 Seattle, down to Denver, Dallas, New York, up to Boston, over to Cleveland, down to Corpus Christi, all the way down to Key West, on the other side, up Tampa, to Louisiana, then something happened, and that was 10,000 miles. Wow. I worked it out, <laughs> wow. I went back home. When I came home, I was rich. I had three houses, land on Hawaii, I had a recording studio, so the money went Straight to me for the first time. <laughs> self-made. <laughs> the, the best. Talk about self-made, man. <laughs> it was a fantastic experience. So I didn't ask for much again. I didn't ask to become famous, but you right. did. just having fun play. I have a humble request to just my basic needs met and I become rich. Mm -hmm. So there is something in there that is very, very. It's like a fairy, to, a fairy tale where you have a moral. You know, it's like. There is something in there that that uh, uh, speaks, you right. know, and and basically I wanted you of old to experience that, you know. So Phil Mock, he comes to me completely finished and uh, ill, and asked me, Michael, please help me to reestablish you of So okay. If I do that, I need fifty percent of the name so that you don't abuse this again. And I will put my energy into it. And conditions are, it has to be the original lineup. It has to be uh, Ron Neverson. And it has to be, um, and we have to sell it on the, on the road. Because I wanted them to experience, because they got ripped off too. I want them to experience how the money flows into your pocket mm -hmm. if you cut out the other people. So basically, um, something else was happening um, so basically, we, 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 we agreed on all of that. And uh, so it's like, Phil, we, we got Ron Neverson in and oh, I got two record deals. Okay. So one, one record deal was uh, a big, big two. Oh, well, actually one big one from Japan for MSG. And that's when Phil came in. And also that's when the, the time was when Deep Purple asked me to join. Okay, and then I decided to help Phil reestablish the name UFO because that's that's my band. I fit mm -hmm. better into that than Deep Purple. I thought I knew everything about what's going on with Deep Purple, but I actually never knew that I was they the asked first you. Person asked. Was that uh, after Richie left when they yeah, brought in the first uh, Actually, Richie even came to Arizona apparently, he wanted to find out what I'm doing because he heard about my success with the acoustic thing. And then he started hit up oh. Because they brought in Satriani to finish the tour. Was, yeah, but that was. I, they you could have been me, you. Yeah, in 1994. I was the first choice. I said no. So anyway, UFO was, um, um, I got an, a, a deal for MSG, a really big one from, from Japan. I said, I take this one if you give me one for UFO, identical one. Oh. So they gave me an identical one for UFO. So I used the MSG one. You know, basically, they were both identical. It doesn't matter which one. But instead of using it, you know, doing the first record with MSG because it was the first, that was the main offer I got to mm -hmm. do, make an MSG record but because of Phil I took this as an opportunity it was big enough to get Ron Neverson and everything you know so I made a I made a record with, with, with those guys in, in Los Angeles and, and, it, and it really like Phil got healthy and happy and everybody it was actually fun Walk on Water was fantastic and um, it, 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 it you know it was just 
perfect. After 17 years, it just carried on. Where strangers in the night finished, you know. And uh, but then you know things went too well. It was the fifth best-selling show on uh, uh, in '95 in America, and things went too well. And Phil, you know, he bloody selling the record. I want to be in the charts. I want to, you know, I want to be in the limelight. I want to have proper success, normal success, you know. He didn't want to know about that. So he kind of basically um, didn't, you know, broke the agreement. So I said, well, in that case, we cannot continue, you know. And then and then a little later, something happened. Uh, Mike Varney approached uh, UFO to do something with them. And, and I said to them, don't do it. Because this only works if you have the chemistry that it makes you of all you of all. You, you change one person, you, you, it will not be the same. And make sure you get, have a big company behind you. You don't go like with, with that. It is disaster. Is that shrapnel? You're going dis- to destroy it, you know. And, and so eventually they talked me into it too, even though I said don't <laughs> do it. Because I started doing something with Mike Marley. I did electric instrumentals, acoustic instrumentals. On top of that, I, I did um, the Endless Jam with Patty, Pat Patterson singing, Ainsley Dunbar on drums, Tim, Tim Borel on bass, all sorts of things, just playing solo and on cover version and stuff. So eventually, UFO was on the, on the plate, you know, and I was already doing stuff with him. And, and so... You know, it, it was just, that's how when we did Sharks and, and Covenant, and, and you can tell, you know, it's just a different right. different cup of tea. And, 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 and these days, hmm? you are going full circle, because now you have Michael Schenker Fest, which includes all the singers, all the, the singers from Michael Schenker Group, at least. I have to say, uh, it's a really, really cool move to get all the, your past singers together, and deliver the classics yeah. the way they should sound. Because that's what I understand yeah, the new album is How about. it got there is basically um, in 2008, mm-hmm. I had this um, urge to be on stage. I was, I was st- a stage fright all my life. And in 2008, I wanted to be on stage. It was a 180 degree turn. I could not understand, you know, what. The Just out of I the blue? or Out of the blue. And the wow. only way I can explain it is, was the middle years when I, when I prepared, basically prepared me for that, you know. So in 2008, I wanted to be on stage and I teamed up with an with a, a, um, a inacoustic a cable company, which was with one leg in the scene. And uh, like I went out with one leg, you know, and now mm-hmm. and then no legs in the scene, <laughs> and now with one leg back in for ten years, and four years of that with Temple of Rock with Dougie White and Herman Rabel, Francis Buchholz, uh, and Wayne Findlay. Yeah, two two ex members from Scorpions yes. in your band. <laughs> yeah, and we did uh, two live uh, uh, CDV, CDs, DVDs, and we did two studio albums. And uh, so it was time for a break, you know, and, and, and as we had, everybody went their own direction and I said, like, this is the third part of my life. I want to celebrate this and I went Michael Schenker Fest. I want, this, I want to have original singers, you know, I, 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 I want to have, uh, I, let's try, you know, Gary Barden, Crane Bonnet and, and, uh, and Robbie McCauley and they were happy to do it. And then I got the band together and I explained that earlier and then, we did a DVD, you know, we got the Loud Park offered and I said like, uh, um, I don't know if I mentioned it already, but uh, they, they asked us to, 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 
to headline Loud Park, which is the third biggest arena, indoor arena in the world near mm -hmm. Tokyo, uh, 33,000 people. And they asked us to, to headline it. And I said, uh, who's headline the first night? Set the scorpions. I said, no, don't do it. And then <laughs> we got an offer from the usual promoter in, 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 uh, in Japan. And when I saw the um, the venue, I thought Budokan. So I immediately invested into that. Um, uh, I wanted to film because Budokan never got filmed. So I, I actually invested. I, I hired the camera crew and, and, and all the people. There was a great concert. I went to Germany, did the edits, went to the stu recording studio and did the um, the mixing with Michael Foss and then uh, sold it to Inacoustic. And for the first time, the world was able to see the potential of it rather than looking the the, the silly YouTube things, you know, with the mic, with the with the telephones and stuff. So here we had basically set up the next step, which was, you know, Michael Schenker fest in the studio. This would be the next thing, you know. And so I imagined like a big table and we are all having a feast there mm -hmm. with a recording studio in the, yeah. in the background. And so basically... Uh, because of the DVD, you now record deals were coming in, you know, and, and uh, the, the most suitable one was Nuclear Blast and this German company. And there was the, 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 the uh, my representative is German, so it made sense. But I didn't want to join. And it took two, three, four weeks before I actually eventually said yes. And, uh, and my representative, you know, and I looked at myself and I said, like, let me, th my representative, he gave me the blessing, you know, he's saying, like, maybe we should do it, you know, and so let, let me have a look. I am not the Michael Schenker I used to be, I'm a different Michael Schenker, so I don't need this, this um, stuff anymore that I had there, I'm done with it, it's in the past, you know, I, I have developed from a shy, fragile, uh, unstable person into a stable, strong person, and so, and now, especially with the Michael Schenker Fest, And especially with four singers, Doogie kept calling me up and said, like, when are we going on with Michael Schenker's Emperor Frog? <laughs> and eventually I said, Doogie, come over here. Michael Schenker Fest, you don't have to sing anymore Gary Barton songs. You can sing the classics from the Emperor Frog. That's a great idea. So he can now sing all the songs, uh, like the, 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 which we already have, like uh, 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 Lord of Lost and Lonely and Rich Landerman. And so, and Gary can sing his songs and Graham his songs. And so, basically, you know, I started writing and then. The, the second song that um, came, that I wrote, Michael Foss, he, he wrote some lyrics and melody to my to, to my music overnight, and I went like, this is fantastic. It became Warrior, you know, where everybody was, was, was singing together, which is currently out in the teaser for the album. And it, it was just an album. To make this album was so unusual and colorful because I didn't, you know, because we had actually the singers sing together on various different songs, you know, and then we had combinations of different background vocals. I was singing with Doogie and Gary, and Cutaway, and then uh, uh, Warrior, you know, by the band, and then we had Graham and, and, and Robin sing on some other stuff. And so it became the most unusual thing, you know, and Michael Amard, he was saying to me, like, You know, in Japan, we had an interview. You said, like, well, I have a problem with one singer, but I respect you. You're showing up with four singers and making a <laughs> <laughs> And funny. the album is coming out in, in March uh, 2018. Yes, a second. And we in the sixth, we start uh, America with a two and a half hour show. And we hope everybody is still standing at the end. And it's going to be three weeks. And then we already booked uh, ahead until 2019. And there's holes in the middle, but we have to figure out 
who can afford this is a bigger undertaking they come from bangkok they come from los angeles they come from scotland they come from brighton they come from hanover <laughs> and on that, hope to see you live. That, on that, that must note, be amazing. we need to stop. Danke schön, Mike. Danke. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Lovely having you here. <laughs> The same to you. Fantastic. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 